so disappointed. Bring me southern kisses. So disappointed. In what? I've been planning this all week. Meet me in the Kev's got the uh, Steve Forbear Romeo's tune playing. Mm-hmm. One of the great songs of the early 1980s. Total one hit wonder. And this was totally for Hammer. Oh. Because Hammer was the promotions director at the casino when this guy played one time. Mm-hmm. And there were like three people who showed up. <laughs> and I was just going to have Kev bust out with that just to see his reaction. I'm sure he'll, he'll give us his reaction when he runs in here. <laughs> he Darn sent it. A, he sent us, sent us a note saying he was just running a few minutes late. He's probably in the elevator right now. I had been planning <laughs> that all week and I was going to hit him with that on a Friday. And uh-huh. I just thought the reaction was going to be great. I, that's one of my 10 favorite songs of all time. I, it so, is a decent song. I'm not really much of a casino guy, but yeah. doesn't that kind of seem like... Uh, like a weird kind of song to play at a, a casino. Well, I think that's why Hammer was very perplexed that they booked him at the casino. It's so reserved. It's so like pop. Yeah, it's kind of pop. It's not. Je- it's not Jesse's girl, right? <laughs> and did he get in trouble for the low turnout? The three people who well, showed up. Well, this is the question. <laughs> you if, didn't do your job promoting this. If you okay, so this Romeo's tune was seventy nine. So I mean, again, it's not like it's a. It's not your. Lots of people have really recognizable songs, but they have other ones. So what, what's the guy who's playing Carb Day this year? Uh, Summer 69, Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. But he also has you know, Cuts Like a Knife. Mm-hmm. There's a, a bevy of other songs you'll be able to sing along with. This guy, it's it's one song. <laughs> it's like Bertie Higgins, Key mm-hmm. Largo. Yeah. What does he do? Does he play Key Largo on a loop the For entire concert? Minutes? Yeah. Rupert Holmes. At least he has one other song, the Answering Machine song. Mm-hmm. This guy, it's one song. That's it. Just one. Who in the history of ever was like, what are we doing this Friday? We're going to the Steve Forbear concert. <laughs> Did uh, Henry Lee Summer have any other hits? Heck yes! Uh, yeah, I feel like he would be a good he had, uh, guy. He, Oh, hey, we were just talking about you. I don't know if you heard this conversation. Uh, oh, he's waltzing in. He's ready to go. <laughs> Here, you need some headphones? I'm good. Okay. Did you hear the conversation? I did not. Oh, we're talking about Steve Forbear. <laughs> <laughs> I had planned all week. Ticket selling machine. <laughs> I had planned all week. I was thinking, I'm going to have Kev on your intro on Friday hit Steve Forbear Romeo's tune and just I wanted to see your reaction because I was telling our audience how you were the promotions director at the casino and he came and played and three people showed up. Right. Now, mind you, this was not my call. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking This was uh, from my boss at the time, uh, the great Bobby Slotman, who now works at the Tropicana in Vegas. Wait, wait, wait. His name, he worked at a casino and his name was Slotman? No. Oh, my God. Like, that's just too good to be true. That's what we called him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he thought, man, this is really going to pack him in because they had closed like the sports bar at the casino in Shelbyville and they turned it into this like little venue Uh because they wanted it to feel like a Vegas casino where there's shows and there's acts and there's all types types of things. So some of the acts they booked in there were Mini Kiss, (laughs) the uh, little person version of Kiss. Kiss. (laughs) Yes. Have you seen them? No. It's an all little person tribute band to Kiss. And they actually play Kiss music. They do. And uh, before we were on the radio, the podcast Hammer and Nigel introduced Mini Kiss. No. <laughs> them were, the were they any good? No, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
but tickets sold out. Uh-huh. Like no. the joint, it wasn't a big venue, but the joint was packed. So picture it like the like if you walk into like a Buffalo Wild Wings, uh-huh. that's the size oh, of the okay. venue here. So maybe they would have held two hundred people. Right. Yeah. Right. But Steve Forbear, <laughs> this dude brought in like Four. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get in trouble for that? Did they blame you for your bad promoting skills? No, no, because when this was announced, like, I'm pretty well-versed on music, right? I'm like a a ringer when it comes to trivia Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. I looked at Bobby Slotman and I said... Who the hell is Stephen Forbear? And he said, "Oh, Romeo's tune." Like that was supposed to be like the oh my bad. Oh right, yes. And uh, we but, knew this was a bad idea. And I was like the DJ at the center bar, and I was also like one of the hosts. My my friend CJ yeah. was also one of the hosts, and we're passing out free tickets. And people were looking at us like I'm passing out campaign flyers. <laughs> no, I don't want this. People look at you and go, "Who the hell is Stephen Forbear?" Be- because that is probably one of my 10 favorite songs and there's no way I would go to a Steve Forbear concert because what else would you listen to? So remember at the end of that WKRP episode <laughs> where the big guy says, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly <laughs> after the disastrous turkey drop from WKRP. Yeah. Bobby Slotman, I thought people would like Steve Forbear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had planned that all week, and I know you're running a little behind. I told Kev, just roll with it. We'll still get a get a good segment out of it. Hammer, I have some terrible news that I have to report to you. Oh, no. Well, and this is very surprising, uh, because you would think if someone is 350 to 1, they would be right there near the top of the leaderboard. But after I, well, we made it to 16, and we were doing pretty good, and then Moronk went Merplunk, and that was about the end of uh, Adrian Moronk at the Masters. He had one of those tin cup holes, right, where he kept saying, ball, snapping his fingers, ball. He finished one over, which is not to beat Tiger Woods, but he beat Tiger Woods with one leg. I mean, does that right. really count? Tiger Woods now is not Tiger Woods even 10 years right. ago. Like, Prime Tiger was, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000, 2000 2001 was the, was the Tiger Slam. That's the, that's the greatest accomplishment in the history of sports. And maybe we can get into this for a second. I, I think holding all four majors at the same time and beating the brakes off dudes like Phil Mickelson, I don't know what you would say was, is greater. So, all right, with today's media, and this is an interesting discussion— would it be more difficult to do that grand slam that Tiger had, or let's say hit in 56 straight games in Major League oh, Baseball? Wow. The Joe wow. DiMaggio 56 game hitting streak, because now, like anybody that gets to 11, here comes the media, here comes the press, right? If you get to 20, oh, look out, like 56 yeah. in a row. Like, imagine the press and the pressure if you get to like. 45. Yeah, boy, that's such a good question because golf, there are so many great golfers now. When Tiger was playing, there were probably 10 guys who could win any week and 80% chance it's Tiger. Now there's 30 guys who could win this golf tournament and any major that goes out there, but 56 games in a row. And there's the relief pitchers now. Right. Specialized pitchers designed to get you out. Yeah. There's, you know, side armors, there's curveball guys, breaking ball guys, dudes that bust you in and out. Like the analytics are there just yeah. to get you out. Yeah. And, and it, let's say you get, uh, you, you fly out to deep center field your first at bat. If you walk the next three times, streaks over. 
Right. And keep in mind, even though they've banned the shift now, there's still analytics of, all right, let's see. Imagine Joe DiMaggio played today. The numbers show DiMaggio always goes pull side. Yeah. You know, so we're going to have our outfielders play a little bit more toward the line, and maybe you lose that bloop single that would have kept the streak alive. I'm going to go with 56 games. I think 56 is harder. Mm -hmm. I think some guy could just play out of his ass for an entire year. Like if a John Rahm, who's Casey's man, bet a sizable amount of money on to win the Masters. The house has money on him. That that would have been my pick if I wasn't picking just to insult myself and have good radio (laughs) bits. I would have gone with with Rahm. yeah, like a Rom or, or a Scotty Scheffler could for a single year, yeah. four times in the year. Like there was a period where David Duvall yeah, you're was right. just a yeah. machine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's gotta be fifty it's gotta be fifty six games in a row. The yeah. press, the pressure, the analytics, the yeah. relievers that are designed just to get you out. I'm with you a hundred I'm with you a hundred percent on that. You have totally made up my mind that fifty six games in a row would be far harder. Can I just say that segment you had with uh Micah Beckwith earlier was awesome. Oh, thank you. I loved hearing that. You don't hear a lot of that in the media today. Like it's so, you know, out of the box to talk about faith yeah. and religion. And I thought that was really good. Yeah. So if you missed it earlier, no, it's up on the podcast. We had Micah and then the lead pastor at Life Church, Nathan Peter. Now, and we talked about Good Friday yeah. because you hear people all the time go, Happy Good Friday. Have a great Good Friday. People get Good Friday off. And while Easter is celebrated and Easter is revered, and that's a, you know, people get whatever around that, which they should, people don't talk about Good Friday, which is equally as important and i just thought look good friday was the sacrifice yeah we have this opportunity we have these airwaves let's use it for something really important and it's always interesting to me the people that get upset like well you shouldn't say happy good friday and we hear the same thing with memorial day too Mm -hmm. don't tell somebody happy memorial day i think if your intent is there if you're wishing somebody well like nobody wants to see jesus die on a cross right you're not wishing hey happy die on a cross day but the intent of wishing somebody well is there and i think that's okay yeah and that getting a compliment from you is rare so i feel like it must have been really so you're thinking it's more of a day that you honor it how well how would you express good friday I would say Happy Good Friday, but I'm not one of these people that's like the grammar police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't say this because it really means that. <laughs> Sit down, shut up, and spin on a chair and go satisfy yourself. Have a good Good Friday. I have a baseball question for yes, you. Yes, sir. Because you're a you're a baseball nut. You're a Cubs nut. You know, I'm out on the baseball this year because they've so ruined the it Cubs. for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's a traditional Cubs season, and I know you're very critical of that because like. the... Um, the owners of the Cubs have a gajillion dollars and spend none of it on the baseball team, which Correct. is crazy. They got tons of money to blow on politics and ridiculous things around Wrigleyville. Oh, yes. The uh, statues and uh, buildings and businesses and nothing for really the actual baseball team, though. But uh, anyway, you know, they changed all the rules and they told people like me to go away. You traditionalists have ruined the game and we need to, the key is to do all these rule changes and speed the game up. Are you getting markedly more enjoyment out of watching the Cubs lose this year because they're losing 20 minutes faster? I've made a lot of money betting against the Cubs this year. So, so far, life is good. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've been a lean, mean baseball betting machine this year. But we just did a story where Pickleball, a Pickleball event Mm -hmm. with John McEnroe, beat however many baseball games, seven baseball games or something like that. They're losing to Pickle... 13 Oh, 13 baseball games. We're told, well, hey, it's the old fuddy-duddy traditionalists like you that have ruined the game. And if we just make it 
20 minutes faster, everyone will watch. It's losing to pickleball. Yeah, but keep in mind, like, the XFL had a really big debut as well. Like, let's see the sustainability of mm-hmm. pickleball. Like, if this is week five, six of the pickleball season, it's going to be like the XFL at first. Oh, my God, look at that. <laughs> Crazy rules. You got chicks in hot tubs. By week six, you're like, this is bad football. Yeah. Are you... uh are you liking the game though? Are you liking it because it's faster? I don't like the rules changes, but I'm a baseball guy. So you're willing I to like. I, I like watching the strategy of baseball. But isn't are they taking out the strategy by saying you got to, you know, like speed it up? Well, no, because I'm thinking as you know, like watching the game because my son's a pitcher. I'm yeah. like, all right, what do you throw in this situation? I wonder what he's going to throw right here, and then just playing that that's kind of part game. Part of it in the though game. is thinking it through, right? And if you got to do it in 20 seconds, that's not a lot of thought that goes into that. Yeah, I I think it's ridiculous, but. I'll watch baseball because I'm a baseball fan. Now, if they completely change the rules and make it like basketball, like the movie <laughs> that the South Park guys did. Well, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You know who I blame for all of this? Phil Sanchez. Oh, He yes. loves this stuff. Yes. He, he is a total cheerleader for all of these rule changes, and he thinks it's the greatest thing in the history of ever. And I don't know why I have to suffer so that Phil Sanchez can be happy. If it were up to Phil Sanchez, the guys would be batting with aluminum bats <laughs> that would be the size of, like, Fred Flintstone's club and the Flintstones, and the ball would be a beach ball, and it would be called football. Oh, what's going on this afternoon? Representative Jim Banks will join us. Reverend Charles Harrison will join us. Big Nige's off today. Shocker. So Guy Ralford's in for him. Thanks, Amber. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.